You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show, recording live here in downtown Batuta, Budgie Smuggler Studios in the Old City District. Now, we've been in this game for a while. Our listeners would know that. Been years we've been into it. Yep. Podcasting hasn't been around uh, that long, uh, you know, as a, as a consistent medium in Australia for that long. There hasn't no. been many weekly shows in Australia for, for, for that long. I still think it's a fad. It, many people do, including the commercial radio networks who, uh, who think that they're going to get those ratings back. But look, it isn't uh, as far as we can see, uh, but we don't see much overnight success. You, you very rarely see overnight success, and that's all starting to change as well. One case uh, in point is today's guest, Megan Pistetto. She's in the world of reality television, which, again, you probably heard uh, Errol cracking open a can and pouring it into a glass before. He's going to need that to get through this world because <laughs> we are so unfamiliar with that world. So to mm. get through this podcast, we, we're having a bit of a tipple and we're talking to Megan Pistetto, also known as Megapus. She's the host of So Dramatic Podcast and it's a uh, new podcast that's out on all, all platforms at all uh, all places you get your podcasts from and in the first three weeks we were talking 150,000 streams so congratulations first uh, Megapus on being number one for your success in this wild wild uncharted territory of media that we find ourselves in congratulations thanks and guys thank you for joining us thanks for having me it's very um, off brand for you guys mm. I feel privileged well just for the listeners, Meg, I'll read out what your podcast is about in your own words. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's from reality to real life. It's all so dramatic. Gossip reporter Megan Pistetto brings you exclusive reality TV tea, breakdowns and all the latest celeb scandals and delves into the drama happening in her own life too. Jesus. <laughs> Meg goes straight to the source to bring you all the juice, featuring exclusive chats with your favourite reality stars, celebrities and special guests, and gets answers to questions everyone else is afraid to ask. So Meg, in two words or, or less, what is your <laughs> podcast about? It's basically reality TV goss. Well, it is reality TV gossip. Re- reality TV goss. It's all right, that, a tabloid. Three, I would probably I'll say it's a tabloid it. podcast. Tabloid podcast. Yeah. There you go. So tabloid as That's a medium, language. Ta- tabloid as a genre in news is still alive. We all remember growing up, everyone remembers grandma had all of those, you know, <laughs> royals on the front covers of all New these idea. magazines. New idea. That world, obviously, um, you know, is starting to implode a little bit in the magazine world. There's a lot of, you know, different buyouts and Rebel Wilson nearly killed a lot of them. <laughs> but the, the world does Single-handedly exist. Single-handedly killed yeah. Woman's Day. Mm. Yeah, I think that, I don't think tabloid journalism is dead. I definitely think print is dying, as mm. we know. So I kind of thought, why not translate what's in the magazines to a new medium, which mm. is growing podcasts. And you've done very well at that, uh, hence why we've got you on, because we need to talk about this world, because it feels like we're missing out on a lot. How many how many people each week in this country do you think sit down to watch a reality television program? Across all across all programs. I don't know Monday across all I don't know across all programs. I haven't done the math, but for example, like Married at First Sight, which is the biggest show in Australia, that can get close to two million. Two million viewers per episode. So mm-hmm. it's, but then something like The Bachelor, I think, is only getting like 600,000, which is still a decent amount. Yeah, they've flogged that horse, though, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. 
probably at the There's end been of about its, 50 its bachelors, yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us, you, you are friends with a lot of these people, and I say these people in a quite a derogatory <laughs> way. What do these people usually do with themselves before they enter public yeah. eye? What, what, what are their jobs? It's gone to the days of Big Brother where you'd load a house up with like brickies and receptionists and you'd create a, an almost social experiment. Nowadays, it, you've kind of, what are you dealing with here? You're borderlines, pro surfers? Um, yeah. Who well, are these people? There's a lot of influences. Mm. It depends what show. Like Love Island, Bachelor, I think there's a lot of influences, gym instructors. Like social media <laughs> Makeup identities. artists, yeah. Those types of people, I guess, models. But something like Married at First Sight has more, I guess, diverse cast, more mm. like more a snapshot of society, yeah, a bit more broader range. But yeah, definitely the youngest skewed shows would have the influencer type people. And that's where I think it's kind of gone a bit, I don't know. It's not like the old days. The old days were also, you know, the new days when no one really knew. There was the raw data and they probably made a lot of <laughs> yeah. mistakes. There was probably a lot of mistakes <laughs> in those survivors. I feel like a lot of things that were aired yeah. back then would just not fly these days. <laughs> Do you remember the turkey slap? I remember the turkey slap. I remember... <laughs> Sarah Marie. I remember all of, the, no. all of the... What would now be, you know, um, quite a media event. Uh, there was a lot of incidents that happened in those islands and houses that they lock these drunk bogans into. But huh. nowadays, there's a bit more production goes into it. Definitely, it's yeah. heavily scripted. I don't even think. Oh, I would, really? Yeah, I don't even think I'd call it. It's not reality. It's it's like heavily scripted. Who writes it? Like, are well, there, like it's are they writing jobs? It's not. There's the, not a script per se. It's right. more like heavily guided, like please say this or can you have a conversation about that? That comes from the producer. Yeah. Right. They they have an idea of what they want before you go into there. Really? They have an idea of what character you're going to play, where they want the storyline to head. Sometimes I guess even there's talk about contestants being pre-chosen, like for The Bachelor, like the winner is already determined before you go right. in. So. Do you think that's, that's a role you'd be able to pivot into one day? I mean... Producing? Yeah. You came from magazine always, land. You came from that yeah, world, magazines. Yeah. I've never done TV, but I always joke that Channel 10 or 9 should put me on the payroll because I feel <laughs> like I'm influencing it a bit from the outside. I don't know. But what these so-called contestants are saying to you is not scripted, right? No, no, right. no, no. That's off script. Yeah. Ah. That brings me to my next question. Do these people really have sex with each other? Which people? Which, the all the shows are different. Yeah, all, on so all, all these different one, shows. Some are like... Like married at first sight, obviously they're living together and most of them are sleeping together. But then like something like The Bachelor, no way. Really? What do you mean? Like, I, 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 is there any real relationships that emerge in yeah, these Yeah, definitely. Scenarios? People are getting married. People are having kids. There's couples still together. Really? The first Bachelor couple is still together. Oh, they're having a baby. It's, it's, Isn't that lovely? It sounds like the Truman Show to me. That's all part of the script. <laughs> You'd love to see no, it. No, as if they would carry the script on for like eight years. But as if you wouldn't do it for, you know, if the... if The rest of their lives. If Channel 9 wasn't giving them a bunch of money each year to still... I think remain together and keep you know there, the fantasy alive. Yeah, there the, is a contract. Class. I've been told there is a contract. If you're on The Bachelor and you win, you have to stay together for three months. That's to protect the franchise. On paper, so though, so like, you don't have like this breakup, and it's like, oh, this show's fake, and nothing. But, what's oh, the point? But like That's, after the show, you but can after just three be like, months. you're not living in my house. Yeah, but they, <laughs> like, have, to, they have to make appearances. That, yeah, fun. they have to keep oh, up appearances suppose, for three know, months, and then after that, but you do they can know do what, what, they want. what you're getting yourself in for, don't you? When, you? when you're signing up, it's all in the contract. Yeah, the, I've seen the contracts. The contracts are like thick. Like, thick. They're How thick? <laughs> like, what's that word? They're dense. 
dense. Yeah, I've seen. They literally have a clause in there that says, "You give us permission, or you sign your right away to like we can portray you however we feel deem fit." Oh yeah. So if no, there's a clause in there that says that, I'm pretty sure you know what you're what you're signing up for. That's where my sympathy ends. Because there was a lawsuit <laughs> that's going on now between yeah. like how I think it was a house rules. Yeah, contestant. yeah, how she was in her opinion being very nice and kind to everyone but then on the shorts and on the show she was making it out that you know she was a little hitler on the show or something <laughs> like that i don't know hitler so with limited screen time that each person gets they will choose certain facets of your personality to amplify if that makes sense so you might yeah. not always be a villain but sometimes if you have that outburst they only show those outburst moments then you're going to come off looking like a villain so you have to be really careful about what you do because they might only show that side of you and everyone i guess is like yeah multifaceted so how long do these shows take to film are there things that happen you know each week for eight weeks and then you know or do they shoot the whole thing at once and then it goes to air no like it's it goes to air quite late right they spend a lot of time editing it which is another red flag i guess but Married at First Sight, I think, he's filmed for four months. They live together in, like, a social experiment. How much do they pay, you know, or, like... Um, it's 150 a day, and that's... Fuck, that's, 150 that's bucks a day? Yeah, but that's expensive. You'd earn more so, than a... You'd he, yeah. earn less than a fucking station hand <laughs> on any station so, in Northern Australia. But not only that, they're working, like... The hours, like, 20 hours a day you're filming for sometimes. <laughs> so you're literally... And when you're doing Married at First Sight, you have to buy your own food... You, you're losing out on work. You've still got to pay rent. It doesn't even cover your living expenses. I don't think it's worth it. But as you said, really... the, the sympathy ends with the contract. Yeah. Can there's you do... something in there that says, like, you don't have any right, well, how are we going to portray you? Like, as if you would sign that. Like, come on. Here's a hypothetical scenario. Let's say a contestant signed up for one of these shows for reasons other than finding love. What would those reasons be? What can you possibly gain from being on one of these programs aside from from finding love or maybe getting $150 a day for 20-hour days for four months? Instagram followers. Is that it? Is that, what we're, is that what we're talking about? Five minutes of fame. Yeah. It used to be 15, now it's five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's mostly the Instagram following because once you've got that Instagram following, you can monetize that if you're smart. But there's so many reality stars now. What, there's like... It's not even a dime a dozen. It's like thousands now. So have you, have you seen any sad stories? Have you seen any flames immediately burn out? Most of them do these days. Because <laughs> back in back in the day, it was like a big thing. If you can get on TV, it's like... Oh, you fits it. You end up on yeah, exactly. radio for 20 years. Chrissy yeah. Swan. Like, yeah. like, I feel like people forget. People like Guy Sebastian, Jess Mowboy, they, Sophie Monk, they were all reality stars back yeah. in the day. And they've managed to build a whole career off it. But these days, there's just what like eight shows a year they've all got about 20 30 contestants on each show that's like there's a hundred new celebrities each year are introduced to it's like how do you even remember them all and and prior to being on these shows they weren't really they were high profile for just being hot or being muscly they're not not high profile they're just normal people i I think i think there's a big (laughs) difference between someone who's famous and just some bloke you recognize at the fucking post office yeah 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 Thing is, you probably don't recognise these these people, these contestants within eighteen months at the post office. You wouldn't recognise them. The few, there's a few that can can maintain some sort of status quo after, like <laughs> the villain, always manages to so Meg, forge a successful career after the show. Can you tell us why all these people always end up on commercial radio? They end up on like well, Home and Away or Neighbours for really? a couple episodes. Yeah, <laughs> if they're lucky, that's like hitting the jackpot. If you end up on Home and Away or Neighbours, tell you what, it sounds like an absolute boom to be the like an agent. I mean, because yeah. you've got these people who come in, and then the TV 
stations they rip them off and then you've got an agent who's like i can get you on home and away and then they rip them off it sounds like to me as as a lay person that this is just people being exploited <laughs> repeatedly just so they can be recognized at the fucking post office by someone who yeah, gets the bus much. to fucking work every morning like me pretty much Do you know how lucrative it is though for, like, for, yeah, for immediately the, after there's a lot of money to be made but what do you mean like you get free entry to the okay, birdcage so, at the Melbourne Cup for one year no know, like, you get to go okay so you get to go to events and all of that also you can charge these people charge up to $5,000 per club appearance immediately after the show so like, nightclubs night yeah so they'll do like a big nightclub tour around Australia or they'll go to like regional pubs another ones, yeah, like, like the, the bingo uh, there was math stars doing like bingo appearances in like Dubbo. <laughs> Fuck me. That's some good cheddar. And they were getting like three grand in appearance. So if you do like four a weekend, five a weekend, that's some serious coin. And then on top of that, you can charge like a couple of thousand dollars for an Instagram post. Yeah, there's heaps you can do. But it's, it's probably like a year or a couple of months after the show to a year max yeah. until the next crop come around and then you're, no one wants to know you. So you're, really? say, you're saying 2020 was the worst ever year to be yeah. a reality TV contestant. Yeah, very unlucky, hey. Because they don't get those perks. So all the married... I think COVID hit when Married at First Sight was just ending. So all of... They'd gone through, what, six months of intense filming, like torture. Like Married at First Sight <laughs> is an intense regime. Like you don't fuck around with that shit. And then... They've come off the show thinking we're going to be rewarded with all of these like events and perks and we're going to have all this fame. And then COVID just like crushed their dreams. It was quite funny. Fuck. Yeah. So, so they didn't get any events. They basically just like faded away so fast. I mean, that's just accelerated what was going to happen to them anyway, though. Yeah, but they missed out on even like their couple of months after. They had all these nightclub yeah. appearances planned and they had to cancel them. Yeah. Melbourne so, Cup, like the spring carnival is a great kind of little plot. Don't get invited to that. So they're not even. They don't even get. Because like, like when I went to Melbourne Cup, you were birdcage, of course. Yeah, obviously. As a, as a I wouldn't go if I wasn't joking. <laughs> um, no, a lot of them um, weren't even invited. They were putting like a strict thing out, being like it's only top tier celebrities. So they don't even in the eyes no, of they pe- were, there's people begging like to go to the birdcage, and the PR was like hell no because there's so many really? of them. Sorry, now. In the eyes of publicists, <laughs> these people so, aren't even some of tier them, one. Like what? some of them, like maybe one or two from each season, are like managed to stand out and like. Imagine being like your run of the mill reality TV star being in the birdcage. What was it like four years ago when? the richest person in the country goes ass over tit down the stairs oh, in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. You're just better, such... Better yet, imagine being a uh, fifth place Australian Idol contestant in the birdcage in 2002 when Paris Hilton arrives and then you root her and your name's Milsey. Yeah. <laughs> Milsey, RIP. Is he still around? Now, uh, can you tell us, it is reality TV, that's what they call it. You said it's basically soap opera. It's heavily scripted. <laughs> But occasionally real life slips in there and you're dealing with unhinged, volatile people who obviously put themselves through this shit for feeling like they're slightly famous for five minutes. Your words, not mine. Now, has there ever been any... Has it ever gotten real in what you've seen? Because you follow all this shit closely behind the scenes as well. Has there ever been any crimes committed? Yeah, heaps. Yeah, like, what are we talking, drugs? uh, Okay, so... Fighting? (sighs) Assault, like punching on? I broke two really good stories, actually. Insider trading? Yeah, there's been uh, there's been a lot of crimes happened. So, okay, where do I start? There's With lots the best of one. lots of drug taking during filming, yeah. like a lot of coke benders and stuff like that. Right. 
Disgusting. They don't, they don't strike me as it. the type of people that would hey, enjoy pro- cocaine, no. Producers know about it as well. No, they'd really? all hate weed, those fucking um, lunatics. I'd be bouncing off the walls with that bloody so, cocaine la- in them. <laughs> Dan, so Devil's Dandruff, obviously they, they look yeah. like the type of people that would enjoy it. Producers once upon a time would fill them up with champagne and just see how naughty they got. Nowadays yeah. they're kind of turning a blind eye to maybe them racking up in the bathrooms. It depends what show. Okay, so Married at First Sight definitely heard that there was blind eyes, blind eyes turn. Producers confiscated it. Who knows what happened to it after that? They threw it out. <laughs> yeah, confiscating, <laughs> taking this off you. Thanks. TV producers. <laughs> How <dare> confiscating you? <laughs> cocaine and flushing it down yeah. the toilet. Yeah, it's very believable. I'm sure they did. It's Married like at first sight is a bit is a bit looser in terms of that stuff. Um, and then something like The Bachelor, like definitely not. Like yeah, they right. do heavy searches. A guy tried to smuggle Valium onto the island, and he was mixing <laughs> it with alcohol. <laughs> he got caught though. Why? Why the because, hell? Okay, why so the hell would you mix Valium in alcohol? Because I, I think he just wanted to enhance the effect. I don't know. Maybe he has. A, maybe he had a problem. Because a lot of them do have some sort of problem. The Bachelor had like a super. There was. I think it was a um, sexual assault scandal in the US. So they used to like pump them with champagne and stuff. And then when that happened overseas, they basically crapped themselves. And they will. They gave them like watered down mocktails at Paradise the year after that because yeah. they were like, we do not want a sexual assault thing on our hands. So now. On, in paradise, because it's basically like schoolies, right? Yeah. You have to give consent before you have sex with someone. So they knock on the window and they're like, hey, um, do you give permission to have sex with this guy? And you have to film it. So they're really strict on The Bachelor. The Bachelor is a bit more wholesome <laughs> than Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight, don't do that. They just shove you in a room with your new husband and they're like, please, pro- like, procreate or something. I don't know. Fuck this guy. <laughs> 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 but scandals. So last season, Married at First Sight, there was someone who I better not name because I don't want to get sued. I don't want any yeah, legal yeah. letters. Um, it's a litigious game you're in. Yeah, yeah, it's very dangerous. Someone was so angry with, they had an affair on the show and then they were so angry with what happened that there was death threats sent and there was like an actual like police investigation into the show and into this contestant and stuff. And then there was a contestant that was just recently (laughs) arrested for breaching COVID rules. That was kind of juicy. That's just come out. And then the season before that, there was a contestant who took an AVO out on his ex-partner. There's, yeah, for some reason, Married at First Sight is just unhinged. So if you were to do a Venn diagram of NRL players (laughs) and the people that hang around them and reality contestants there'd be a bit of a crossover there like hook hookups yeah would they are they similar kind of people with it i mean a lot of the behavior you just described in terms of the cocaine and fighting and uh, um, covid breaching sounds very nrl um <laughs> yeah plus, maybe like lot, i don't know a maybe. lot of them are from the shire and maroubra <laughs> so are there very many the Gold Coast. <laughs> so in saying that you, you know have you ever come across people who just don't fit the mold in these reality tv shows that find themselves there you know like maybe someone who's come from a different walk of life who's maybe found themselves you know maybe a bit in over their head i'd say a couple of the blokes on the farmer once a wife show (laughs) i think you know i've spoken to a couple of them in the past and they reckon that you know the world came and (laughs) got itself in a big hurry for them very quickly you know and all they wanted to do was you know just make sure they had a good crop in for the springtime (laughs) and make sure you know that they'd really kind of looked after their after the soil and made sure there was enough nitrogen in it and stuff and then you've got these bloody tv producers coming in it's like hey mate could you hop off the tractor because you know yeah we we have to start doing some filming he's like mate there's some rain coming in two days (laughs) i've got to get this paddock done um 
uh, where, I don't forget what you asked at the start. <laughs> like, uh, are there people who find themselves on these kind of shows that, you know, don't fit? And what happens to them? Not really. They're all, like they're all the know. same person. They're the same person nowadays. Yeah. Like, again, Married at First Sight is different. They do have a broader range of characters, so to speak. But something like The Bachelor in Love Island, like that's all the same kind of yeah. younger influencer type person. And sometimes they'll they do have two like shows. A, they'll always have like a kooky person, I guess, right. thrown in the mix. Yeah, but the hippie. The hippie like, with the, the guy with yeah, his the hair weirdo. tied back and he's got the yeah. cool tats. There's always one of those. Um, <laughs> that's always good fun. But I feel like, you know, and there's been so many contestants speak out against shows now and give warnings to other people about what you're getting into and that it's not what you think it is, that how could you not know? Mm. Like, you'd be yeah. stupid going into that thinking, I'm the exception and it's not going to happen to me type of thing. I met a um, former contestant who had been on Palmer Wants a Wife in uh, far western New South Wales, and he knows who he is. I saw him eat an entire schooner glass. Eating, unk, 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 unk. eating a what? <laughs> that sounds he, he like a an entire. Glass. I thought you said a tie. No, no, an, an entire, entire s- schooner glass. He ate the glass and oh swallowed it. It was a good party trick, but I remember thinking, that's funny they didn't let you do that on TV. That would have been great TV. Would have been great. Probably wouldn't have found a wife though. Such a shame. And I don't think he did. Now, um, can you tell us, you've told us a, uh, a whole lot about this world. We're talking a lot of shit about the type of people that go on these shows. You're talking a lot of shit about the people that uh, produce these shows. Are you public enemy number one? I mean, your podcast has blown up. You're, uh, you're talking about everything. You're spilling the dark arts to the listeners. Definitely public enemy number one. I'm waiting anxiously for a legal letter. I've had people kind of tip me off that there's maybe something coming. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, well, like I've know, got eyes everywhere. I'm kind of going to head up. This is the golden rule of but, this game, Meg, is you're only going to be sued if the other person's got something to take. So as long as you're broke, <laughs> broke as. you've got no assets. All I've got is my, no my handbag. That's the, my most valuable possession. They better not take that from me. Well, that's what but they're going to you know take. what as well? Like everything that I put on the podcast which I, I think people find it hard to believe because they think tabloid journalism just completely made up is actually fact. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what the irony is? Like, you guys, here you guys are spinning all this fake news shit and hang people on, are- and people- Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's not fake news, Meg. It's hard-hitting regional <laughs> And your news is getting, like, it's getting taken as fact. It's going global and being taken as, like, Bible. And meanwhile, I'm actually putting facts out and people are calling it fake news. And you're like getting cease and desists and that kind of stuff as well. So you can't, I don't think you can, well, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I probably should check this out. But you can't sue someone if it's if it's fact, yeah. if it happened. Like, uh, I'm just uh, reporting on facts. Uh, you can. <laughs> people have been sued for defamation oh, over things that were true. Maybe I need to get a lawyer. Do you know anyone? <laughs> well, they must have had the world's shittest lawyer because you can't defame a person for doing something that they did. I know, but if they can prove that they didn't do it or they can yeah, remove they the air, if, that, if they can imply an air of doubt around the fact whether they did this or not, you know, a certain member of the Catholic Church will probably be suing a few newspapers <laughs> in the near future. Not us. We deleted everything. Now, uh, but welcome to the game, though. Yeah, no, it is this scary. new fast-paced world we live in in terms of media is, is a scary one. Defamation laws in Australia are wild. Have you ever received any correspondence from Channel 10 or 9 being like, fuck that, that, Meg, Pestetta, that? Look, contestants have told me that before they film the shows now, they actually specifically say, do not talk to this girl called Megan Pestetta if she approaches you. And it was funny because a lot of the, they said it at Paradise, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, and a lot of the contestants like are actually my friends. So they were kind of like, she's our friend. What, like, what we can't speak to her. So I don't know. I think they are threatened, but... 
I actually think that doing this type of stuff is drumming up publicity and interest in the show. Like if I wasn't ma- like highlighting all the scandals that are happening, I, I think the ratings would be worse. It adds like yeah. another element of like interest and intrigue and people want to tune in and be like, Did, is that going to happen? Or I want to see that person that was involved in that scandal. I think it's, they're stupid not to think that it doesn't help the show. You're part of the machine. That's why Married at First Sight is so the biggest show because they there's so many outside scandals that happen outside the show that just create it's like a show happening outside of the show that just creates this interest that everyone is like again like obsessed ru- again with. like rugby league the biggest shows outside of the show and then you want to tune in because you want the two worlds to kind of collide mm-hmm. absolutely I- there's a lot of world wrestling about it as well I mean in terms yeah. of the the characters and the scripting and then mm. you know occasionally people get to do or say what they feel. And it um, it becomes uh, you know even even more entertaining. What do you mean? I mean, well, <laughs> you, you you've been you, you told us that it feels very scripted the actual show, like World Wrestling WWE. I haven't watched wrestling. <laughs> it's the um, yeah. I guess it's the what is it? Fake wrestling? Is that is that not real? Um, no, it's how no do you neg. script wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> They're basically it's a ballet. Yeah, that's what, done by people on steroids. Yes. Wow. Modern theater. Yeah. God, so it's not just reality TV. Yeah, if you're a giant man and you grow up in the middle of Texas, you can become a ballerina, but instead of wearing a tutu, you wear a face mask yeah. and you learn how to choke slam. That's shocking. People yeah. through tables. Do people know this? Yes. Um, yeah. And they still watch? I think that's the general universal and they consensus. Still watch. Uh, there, there are people who go to the theater every single week to go and watch. <laughs> Someone get hit with a chair. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's it's like going down to your local art house and watching a play. Like going to Shakespeare in the olden days. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what it is. The Apollo. And, and and what I was initially saying is that's what reality TV is as well. It's modern Shakespeare. I think it started off as like a fly yeah. on the wall idea, like documentary style, but it's just evolved over time. It's getting less and less real, I would say. Like, eventually it's just going to be like Home and Away, I guess. Now, Meg, <laughs> I know a lot of these TV shows exist overseas in formats and what these TV networks do is they buy the format and then they produce it themselves. Are there any homegrown Australian re- reality TV shows? You know, um, like ones that, you know, like Australians in like invented, you know. Farmer Wants a Wife, I think, is things. one. I think Married at First Sight was invented here. What other ones? See, in the Australian States- Idol. Oh no, that was American Idol yeah. first. Mm. In the States, you are allowed to the get block. married on air. The too. block. Really? You're not allowed to do that here. That's why they kind of have a mock See, ceremony. In America, they treat you like adults. Yeah. Where here, they treat you like children. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. I think you need a month. You need a month between applying for your, your, your marriage. Something license. like that, isn't it? So yeah. the American married at first sight, they actually get it's a legit marriage. <laughs> Which is fucking revolting. It's a lot of paperwork. You should see. I mean, they kicked up such a fuss over gay marriage, and they're getting married to To strangers. Strangers on television, like instantly. (laughs) So much paperwork's going to come from that. They're not going to respect the institution (laughs) of marriage, (laughs) and then they're getting they're getting married like that on CBS. CBS, the American version of Married at First Sight is so insane. Is it better? Uh, it's a bit, actually, the Married at First Sight's a bit more, like, laid back. It's not as drama. And the they aired the mm. Australian one over there. And they were like, get these Botox bitches off our screen. This is ridiculous. Like, right. they thought we were, like, so, we way over, more drama. Australians overproduced the fuck We overproduced. I think because the Americans actually have, 
like authentic drama happening because there's like Americans are just well they give Americans all have media training you can interview any American <laughs> in the street and they'll give you the most perfect soundbite yeah. whereas Australians uh, you need to fill them up with mocktails and bomb, yeah. trick them into thinking they're pissed and that's then, so true now another element that I've been drawing parallels between um, you know between reality TV and sport and wrestling but uh, one of the main parallels of course is the sports betting element of it and people bet <laughs> we'll finish off today's episode I mean, if you want more of Megapus Megan Pistetto go to So Dramatic Podcast uh, where you find all your good podcasts but we're going to finish today's episode with uh, we're going to ask for some tips who do you reckon's got it in the bag this year in the batch well I always go off tab mm-hmm. tab nev- is never wrong Bachelor, I think they're, they've put the favourite as Irina. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make some money, I Look. think it's only like $1.60 now because there's always a leak. So, so yeah, I'm not going down this rabbit hole again. And I've you know what? You can only, I've d- tried to do it with thousands. You can only bet like $100 max. So you don't even win that much. So you feel like there's so many leaks within the produ- production yeah, camp heaps. that you, as someone who covers this religiously, and you cover this as you know a journalist who's involved and following it every day, you think that Tab have better odds than you would... In your own pick? No, because I'm speaking usually to contestants direct, so I do know. But when I go on tab to check what like they know as well, so obviously yeah. someone's leaked it somewhere. I think it's a production source. Yeah, right. Like a cameraman or something. Okay. Producer. All right. So load up on Irene for that. We might sh- we might tighten a few odds here across the uh, across yeah. the bookies. Yeah. Well. Irene, congratulations on winning Irina. the Bachelor. Irina, <laughs> congratulations on winning the Bachelor 2020. Mega Puss, Meg Pistetto, thank you for joining us uh, on the Batuta Advocate podcast today. And uh, we look forward to listening to a lot more drama on So Dramatic have you, Podcast. Have you been listening though? Yes, we have been. We have. We mm-hmm. have been. I'm impressed. learning a lot of names, yeah. a lot Who's of Instagram your who, handles. Who do you remember? I'm going to test your um, knowledge. Lucky Gilbert. Yeah. Arena, Arena, Arena was. Um, oh, did you see um, Kieran? <laughs> a name I learned I, a minute ago. Did you? Were you watching the? I mean, you guys always across politics. Did you oh, see yesterday there was um, a contestant? Kiki Morris though. Kiki don't Morris, f- she's a bombshell. Don't forget her. Did you see Kieran? <laughs> Kieran Stott was mentioned from Bachelor in Paradise contestant was mentioned at the National Press Club yesterday. No, I didn't. Yeah, that was funny. Is he the bloke who's just covered in tough stickers? The fuck boy, with, yeah. With the fucking yeah, yeah, with yeah. the pink hair now, and he had blonde hair. Yeah. Um, I imagine think... what the, imagine what the diggers would say if they could see that. <laughs> They'd be loading up on Arena at the TAB. <laughs> that's for sure. Thank you for joining us this Thanks week. Thanks for having um, me, guys. Meg, and, and all the best of your endeavors. And let's hopefully we can um, you can keep your fair and honest reporting of reality that's what TV. What we aim to do here: truth only, no fake news, guys. No fake news. <laughs> hope that the producers can get over themselves and let you get on with your job. <laughs> that would be nice. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.